Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Want flexibility? Take yoga. Want flexibility with your health insurance? Check out United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly medical, dental, and vision coverage that may be right for you. More at uh1.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey guys, it's Candace and Kayla and we are directionally challenged. Yep, we thought we would have it all figured out by the time we were in our 30s. But surprise, we don't. We don't, but that's fine. <laughs> it is fine. I, I think it is absolutely fine. I like the idea of owning that we don't know what the heck's going on. Yep. You know, life throws all kinds of crazy things at you, um, especially moral dilemmas. Mm-hmm. Do you like that smooth segue into our podcast topic today? You're kind of the queen of smooth segues. You've been, you've been doing it real nice lately. <laughs> Just as, you know, smooth as a ragged cliff. Um, well, we are so excited to be joined by our guests today. They have a podcast called The Big One Mm -hmm. where they explore a moral dilemma every single week. So we thought we would kind of play into that in our A block. Our guests have been exploring moral dilemmas from films. So we are going to describe a film in which we've seen recently where there was a moral dilemma that we kind of want to discuss between each other. And Candace and I don't know each other's films. We're going to try and surprise each other and stump each other. We'll see. So we'll see. So my moral dilemma is you work at a very cool women's magazine. And in order to protect your friend, you are forced to write this article by your boss all about basically 
driving a guy away and making him not want to date you anymore. <laughs> I totally know what movie this is. Do I want both? I know. Not many movies are like there's I knew every movie it would is be about a, this like topic. a kind of 90s era rom-com, a rom-com. because yeah. that's just you. Um, <laughs> you know. And so you uh go to a bar one night, you meet this man and he becomes the subject matter of this article in which you have to lure him in with your whim and your charm and then you have to drive him away by just being like a wild kind of like I don't like to use the word crazy but you know a little crazy person Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. so you know examples of like ruining his boys nights you know making him miss like a big game like a basketball game you were into calling his mom without his permission and asking her for childhood photographs so you can superimpose your pictures and his to see what your babies will look like in the future. (laughs) But the moral dilemma is you start to fall in love with him. Mm -hmm. So now do you tell him that actually you have real feelings for him and you've just been lying to him this whole time and using him as like a, a plot line in your article for your magazine? Or do you just keep it up and then set him free that's a really tough one especially if it's real love um i am i using i'm forgetting the premise of it but am i using my real name as a writer oh yeah oh yeah no makes it even harder okay so yeah i think that i i genuinely think because this article is such a huge deal for my career that i write the article get it out hope he doesn't read it and then as soon as it's done then i can talk to him and say like look here's the deal I'm actually not crazy. Um, All I did was use you for my article, but I actually love you. So I hope you love me enough to forgive me. But you have to get him to break up with you. I think I I think I could do it and then maybe get him back. But maybe (laughs) maybe I just think I'm really smooth. (laughs) I don't know. I love your confidence. I love it. And I you know what? But I uh, too, Kayla, think you would totally get him back. Okay. (laughs) Okay. Well, okay. So I think that's how I would handle it. But Candace, I have a moral dilemma for you. Okay, this one's a little more serious. All right. You are really struggling in your life. This is a we always talk about pivots on this podcast. You are in this time in your life where you have to figure something out. Life is not going well for you, for your husband, for your kids. And you have to figure out who you are as an individual and a person. You find inspiration like you've never found it before from this creature. Now, it's not a sci-fi creature. This is not a sci-fi movie. I'm giving you a little hint. It's a real life creature. Okay. Okay. And all it takes away from you is a few hours a day, you find inspiration and you go spend time in this creature's natural element with them. And you are away from your family, but you are gaining experience and you are growing as an individual, unlike you've ever grown before. Now, as you're watching this creature in its natural habitat, you realize after you've spent almost a year with it, it is being attacked and it could possibly die. Do you interfere with it and save this creature because it's essentially saved you from yourself? Or do you step out of its step out of the experience and let Mother Nature do what it intended? Now, question, am I putting myself at risk to no. save uh, this creature? No. I would say no. Because you included the kids in this. So this is a, this right. is a world in which like I'm a parent. I have a partner. Right. I've got kids. Yes. Good point. You are not you are not in physical danger. OK, then. Yeah, I would have to put myself really? in the middle to like protect the creature. 
Yeah, I'm really bad at that. Like, I don't know how people like every time I watch Planet Earth and it's like, it's like, obviously, you know, the lion needs to eat, but you've gotten to know this antelope family. And you're just like, I don't know if I could just be there on the sidelines. I know. And like, and, and that it like, I know that it's just how the world works. So I still watch it. Like I still understand. I, I think that it's important to understand the circle of life. But I think if I was just there and it's this hypothetical creature and I'm not going to injure myself mm-hmm. and apparently I've like made a new friend, I would probably like quietly, like not tell anyone I would save it. Wait, you would yes. take the superhero position. I respect that. I really respect that. Yes. But I think I know the movie and I ver- <laughs> like I have so many thoughts on this movie. <laughs> okay, we'll save so we it, can save talk it. About this save it for block. the end of the episode. You guys, today we are sitting down with Maria Blasucci and Amanda Lund. They are both actresses and creators who you have seen in multiple hit shows. You've probably also listened to their hit podcast, The Big Ones, which Candace and I were also guests on. They are founders of Erios, which is a podcasting network built around the most engaging women in entertainment. It's by women for everyone. Their podcast, The Big Ones, ones is all about moral dilemmas. Each week, they answer a new ethical question ranging from historical decisions to relationship dilemmas to brain busting moral choices. We talk about all of that and more in this episode. We are so excited to share with you. So without further ado, here is our conversation with Maria and Amanda. Well, we are so happy to be with you guys. Um, Amanda Lund, Maria Blasucci, Thank you so much for joining us. We had so much fun on your podcast, uh, The Big Ones. And so we're so happy to have you guys on our podcast. And uh, we are just super fans. We've actually um, talked about your podcasting company on this podcast before um, with your co-founder, Priyanka Matu. And uh, so we've talked all about Erios, which we will include in our show notes for our listeners if you want to hear more about it. But um, I mean, you guys have been like changing the podcast podcasting landscape. So welcome, ladies in podcasting, all here today. Very exciting. <laughs> wow. Thank you so much for that stunning intro. <laughs> <laughs> well, I got to keep up with the fancy red mic that Maria is holding. So I know you if you guys can't see it, I've got a, a, a microphone with a red clown nose type foam and I can use it as a clown nose too. Oh my God. <laughs> there we go. She just took it off and put it on her nose. Very entertaining stuff over here. Thank yeah. you. <laughs> oh my gosh. So yeah, that's the kind of fun, the kind of fun energy we have at Erios. <laughs> <laughs> so we obviously sat down with Priyanka before, but we would love to hear from you guys just how just a tiny little bit about uh, the conception of Erios and uh, why you felt it was time for a bunch of women to come together and build your own podcasting network? Well, uh, Amanda and I had been podcasting since kind of the beginning of podcasting. I remember I was listening to the Ricky Gervais show when it first came out. And that was kind of like the birth. That's where I first learned about it. And then we decided to do a show back in like 2009, maybe called Trading Movies with Maria and Craig with our friend Craig Kikowski. And then we stopped for a little bit and then we started the big ones uh, and we tried to pitch it around to different um, podcast companies. And we found that the, the podcast companies we were pitching to were starting to act like podcasting was television now. And the, it, it seemed like it was the entire process of like, 
well, let's work with it. Let's like, it it didn't seem as off the cuff as it used to. Mm. And we were kind of getting rejected with our ideas and we didn't feel the freedom. And so we thought, well, this is, you know, it's still pretty early on in the podcasting game. It is the Wild West out there. Why not start our own podcast company where we can call the shots? Because, you know, that's TV's so, you know, been around for 60 years or whatever. It's that's kind of long gone. You know, we're not going to start ABC. But we could start Erios and kind of insert ourselves into the into the <laughs> podcast world. And that's what we did. No, it's yeah. so smart. It's so smart because you guys clearly experienced sort of, I think for most podcasting networks, they're run by men. And you guys decided, you know what? That's a specific voice. We want different stories to be told. We're going to start Erios uh, by women for everyone. Mm-hmm. So what would be the difference then uh, pitching to you guys compared to pitching to all those other networks out there? Ooh, well, it's interesting. We we started when we first started the network, it was like we just already knew so many funny women because Maria and mm-hmm. I come from doing improv. Um, right. And just I feel like everything we ever do, we just default do it like with all girls. Like we started a bas- Maria had the great idea to start like a basketball league and it just ended up being all women. And we had an all girls improv team. Um, we just like working with women. So off the bat for our initial slate, it was kind of just like people in our orbit that we thought would be fun, you know, would want to have podcasts. And so that's how it started. And now I feel like, you know, I think at Erios, what we try to do, and we're not actually generating a lot of new content at the moment just because of COVID and everything. So we haven't actually been doing a bunch of new shows. We're kind of focusing in on what we already have. But we really try to like um, not put people through like a development process, you know, like if someone comes to us with an idea, if they're really passionate about it, like we just try to let them sort of run with whatever their vision is, which I'm sure some other podcast networks do as well. But I think it is like Maria was saying, it's becoming a lot more like television and film development um, in the podcast world because there's money in it now. There's higher stakes. And so there's all these people who are trying to like have a product to reach the biggest audience, which is for better or for worse, not how we think of things at Erios. That's great. Yeah. What has been the most surprising thing that you guys have learned about um, just watching other like the content specifically being created within Erios, like see the, the in the fact that there isn't that de- similar development process, something that where you've just let the artist and the creator find their way and find their path themselves. Is there anything that you guys have been surprised by in that experience? I don't know if I've been surprised by anything, but it is really awesome to see how, you know, when people are, you know, when we were first starting Erios, we got a lot of pitches from people who were like coming to us being like, I have a show idea. And you would see like if they had a list of shows, there would be one show that they were like super excited about. And that was the one that you'd go like, oh, no, no, you should do that. Like, that's the that's the one you should do. And like we got that with Web Crawlers and and The Alarmist. Like those are two shows that were we were like, basically, Amanda knew Rebecca really well and was like, do you have any show ideas? And I knew Melissa from Web Crawlers really well. And we were like, do you have any show ideas? And we ruminated some ideas. And then all of a sudden, it was just like, you land on something people are really passionate about. And all of a sudden, it's like, no, 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 let's do that. And then the excitement is so big that it just helps push the show. And you just realize that like, if you're doing stuff that you're not passionate about, even if it's in podcast form, whatever you're doing, 
it's just not going to translate and people aren't going to connect. And that's what we've learned like big time through Urios. That makes so much sense. I was going to ask you guys when people come to you, what can can you tell right away it's going to be a hit? Can you tell what's going to pop out there? And it seems like, Maria, that, that you sort of answered that question in the sense that it's whatever someone is most passionate about. Have you found uh, that something surprised you within that where maybe there wasn't a lot of passion and then it grows within time? Yeah, I think what's interesting is it's it's like you have to if you're going to do a podcast there's a lot of people right now who think like, oh, I should do a podcast. And then they do a podcast, but it's like there's a gun to their head. Right. And I, it's mostly like with like you see it sometimes with like celebrity driven podcasts, right? Where it's like, oh, someone, some publicist said like you got to do a podcast. And they were like, OK, I'm doing a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> but I think for us, it's like, OK, so it's really sort of we have not figured out like what makes a show a hit. Mm. But it almost has to not matter when you set out to do one. It has to be something you're dying to do so bad that you could care less if it's a hit. And that's when over time, your audience will just organically grow because you'll stick with it. Mm. If it's something that you're like, okay, episode 10, like my audience isn't building, I'm not getting any ad sales, like this is a waste of my time, I'm going to drop it. Like you're never going to build an audience because you won't want to keep doing it. But if it's like, it almost has to be like a compulsion. But it is, it really is, especially for two people who are performers like Maria and I having a podcast that we really enjoy doing, especially during COVID times is the most amazing outlet. Even if your community is small, and I'm sure you ladies feel this as well, like just having that community that you've built is so rewarding. And then if you can translate that into getting, making a little money, that's just like a cherry on top. Yeah, we have a lot of listeners who um, will write messages in or emails in you know, asking, how do I know that this is what I want to do with my life? Or, or, you know, I have this great idea, but I don't know if I should go for it. And just kind of in line with what you're saying, I think that that is kind of the life lesson that we have to learn over and over and over again is really leaning into obviously you need to do what you can if you've got to put food on the table and have a roof over your head like yes we 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 live in a society where we need to make money in order to survive but also leaning into um, especially if you're an artist and you're a creative leaning into the intention and the why and the passion. And if if you just can't stop thinking about this idea, like giving it a go, like trying it out and, and kind of um, I, I'm hoping that the experience of 2020 is like for some people have maybe released some of those fears of like why we were holding ourselves back from certain creative ventures because we thought that they had to be like result oriented only as opposed to this is like something that I find really interesting and this idea is keeping me up at night and I'm going to pursue that and, and lean into it. And there's going to be a home for it somewhere. Hopefully it connects to someone. Hey guys, we're going to take a quick break. We'll be right back in just a minute. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which 
is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive in June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive in June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. It's time to get more in 2024. I know for me, one of my goals is to feel really strong this year. And honestly, so far, so good. Because that's where 310 Nutrition comes in. It's helping me and our listeners in the new year with protein and super rich food products with so many options and flavors. Right now, I have the chocolate bliss and caramel sundae, and they are both so (laughs) delicious. I have to hide them from my husband so that he doesn't steal them too. They're a triplex protein blend, plant-based proteins that include pea, brown rice, and pumpkin that leave me feeling full. 310 Nutrition also has a hydrate electrolyte drink mix. My favorite is the peach mango flavor. So not only am I hydrating and drinking water, I have an electrolyte blend, vitamin blend, and it's sugar-free. With one stick of hydrate mix into 16 ounces of water, and it can provide the same amount of hydration equal to drinking two to three bottles of water. Thank you. This way I can keep my resolution, keep feeling strong, have greater focus, feel refreshed, and maintain my hydration without having to drink as much. One of my favorite refreshing water enhancers they have is the lemonade flavor. It gives me energy. This one's also sugar-free. It's used with real lemons and it's pH balanced. And this also offers the same hydration as two to three bottles of water. Right now, 310 is celebrating a new year of goals with code CHALLENGED and giving our listeners 50% off up to $100 for your first order. With so many sample packs, new products, it's really fun and easy to put together an order or start a subscription on products that you know you'll use and will help you keep your resolution. So go to 310nutrition.com and use the code CHALLENGED right now for 50% up to $100 for your first order. That's 310-nutrition.com and use code CHALLENGED. 
It's all the good stuff your body needs and flavors you crave. So be healthier effortlessly. And we're back. Your podcast, The Big Ones, is so fantastic because what you guys discuss is moral dilemmas. And let's Mm -hmm. be real. This list can go on and on and on forever. I know what Candace and I brought on to your episode is something that both of us truly were genuinely struggling with. That's Um, right. (laughs) What are you what moral dilemmas are coming up in your life right now? Both Maria and Amanda and Candace too. You too. How how you have to let us know what you're struggling with as well. Um, what because you guys hear and talk about this all the time. It must be something that's always at the forefront of your mind. Oh yeah, every, yeah. every day. It's like once you start looking for them, you realize that life is just a series of little moral choices. Mm. Yeah, <laughs> it is. And what I've learned, I mean, mostly from doing the big ones, is kind of like if you just create set moral standards in your life, then it's easier to maneuver through them. If you're just like, hey, I'm the kind of person that when I see this happen, I'm going to do this or I'm going to be this kind of friend. Because you do realize when you're when you're doing these big moral dilemmas, like we did one today about uh, would you, you know, a friend of yours um, becomes like a spy for uh, during wartime, they become a spy for ba- the <laughs> this bad guy. based on the movie Red Dawn. And it's really funny hearing Maria try to like consolidate I, I what we were talking about. But uh, it was like one of your you're a teenager, one of your best friends becomes a bad guy. And do you kill them or do you let them live if they they're, you know, basically spying for the bad guys. Right. For our listeners who have yet to listen to the big ones, each moral dilemma you guys um, talk about each week is based on a movie. So it is something that has happened in film. It didn't initially start like that, but it's we've run out of like, okay, <laughs> we, we, it is that's, more fun to that's do. That's what's migrated become. to that idea. Okay. Because yeah. with Kayla I'm glad that Candace, was a movie. I was like, what? What's <laughs> friends? No, the listener email. Situation. Was a listener email. Yeah. <laughs> But if you do think to yourself, like, hey, I'm the kind of person that's going to give that's going to give people the benefit of the doubt and realize this person didn't mean didn't want this to be part of their lives, that they got captured. This is going to be this is going to not make any sense because I'm not describing it anyway. But basically what I'm saying is if I go into a scenario going, I'm never going to kill someone if they get put into a position that they don't want to be in. (laughs) (laughs) that's easier to figure out yeah so when you find when and you will find yourself in that position you'll know exactly what to do because we've already talked about it on the podcast to me the biggest life changer that we figured out on the big ones and this is so small but it comes up all the time oh i know um, what you're gonna say because this gives people so much anxiety and we get people writing in about it this particular situation or situations akin to this all the time. It's, I was talking to someone and they had food in their teeth and I froze up and I couldn't, I didn't say anything. And then I was racked with guilt for like a week. And so that that's a tiny little dilemma that we've talked so much about that now I know I am the type of person that I always tell you. It doesn't matter who you are, unless you're in the middle of a sandwich or something, then I see to let, I let things play out. But if I'm talking to you and you have food in your teeth, you can count on me to tell you. And so that's for me has been the biggest moral shift. That was the first thing on my list. Like we that talked literally about this was before like we hopped one... on with you guys. Genuinely, oh, yeah. we, this oh, was something did? we were like, oh, we wanted to have this discussion. So predictable. And you genuinely just brought it up. But it's really true. That's that kind of is telling what kind of person are you? Are you going to are you going to tell the person or not? We 
call those got you girl moments because um, and it's just going. So this happened to me. This was a real scenario that happened. And I brought it into the big ones as like this happened to me and I need to discuss it. I was at California Adventure Disneyland and I was in line for the Incredicoaster. And <laughs> I just want to paint the picture. I just want to paint the picture. And there was a woman, um, like four uh, families ahead of me or whatever in line. And she had a seat protector from uh, the bathroom Ooh. on her on her pants. It had oh. kind of like stuck to her pants. And I was standing there looking at it going like, I can't like I was it was going through my head going, if I bring this up, then I'm going to have to call attention to it. I don't I wouldn't want someone going, hey, you've got a seat protector to your pants. But then again, I wouldn't want to be walking around with a seat protector. You got to tell her. So the girl that's behind her goes, I just want to tell you, you've got something on your your pants. And she turns around and she she got it and she was so embarrassed. And she looked down and she went, oh, my God. And she went, no, no, no. The other girl went, no, 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 no. I got you, girl. I got you, girl. She gave the most like empathetic, like, you don't worry about it. I've got your back. And ever since then, we look at moments like that and we call them I got you girl moments where you don't have to be embarrassed. I'm telling you something happened that you didn't want, but I got you girl. I'll always bring it to your attention. Yeah. Wow. I love that. I love that. That's I I love the I got you girls. That's really funny that that's literally exactly what we were talking about. We're like, ooh, we're going to we're going to stump them with this question. They'll never see this coming. Um, OK, then, and then I, have I gave another you one. that Red Dawn answer and you were like, what are you talking about? You're going to kill your friend. <laughs> OK, so I do have another one. So luckily, so I just want to make it clear because we have a lot of friends having babies right now. And mm. I love all of our friends, baby names. I just want to say that. This is in reference to a topic that I brought up on your podcast, actually, which is my obsession with celebrity pop culture and celebrity gossip. So this this was inspired more by like celebrity baby names that I will not Uh. name. But (laughs) would you tell your friend if you did not like their baby name? Absolutely not. Absolutely not. No, Candace. Never. No. What if they were naming their baby Kale, as in the food. No, absolutely exactly not. Like no, absolutely food. not. You can't get that mouth shut. That's, you can't. You cannot say anything. Now, I will say you can shit talk celebrity baby names to your heart's content, and mm-hmm. I think that you should allow yourself to have that outlet. I agree. I'm just. I wanted to put it out there. Oh, Kayla's looking real quiet. No, I. I what just do you am think, thinking Kayla? how we already know another Kale, and the chances of that are very rare. <laughs> but that's a side note. I but, do not know this Kale. No, no. Do sorry, I when I say kale? we, I mean Tanner and I. Sorry, Kayla. Oh, thank God. I was like, I did not kale. talk shit about. But someone how? Named no, 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 no. <laughs> but how rare that name is. But also, I don't think that you can do that because people spend so much time and effort trying to name their baby so much so that many couples say we're not saying the name we're not saying the name right because it is such a controversial thing me and joe don't tell the name that's the smart thing to do because people have they want to say that name even if you gave a look of like if someone's like i'm gonna name Mm. my baby like pepper sprout or something (laughs) and then you gave a look they'd be like well what Mm. should i not and then they wouldn't name their baby pepper sprout even though they've been wanting to for the last 25 years but by the way we need to do a psa about this and spread the word because people do not live by this moral code people love to give their opinions on baby names yeah this well, is then true that's not a, this i don't know true. in my opinion i don't know if that's a real friend because if your friend decides to name their baby that then you figure out how to love that name 
because guess what? That baby's yes. going to be in your life and that name's going to yeah. be said a lot and you just got to figure it out. You do. You do. I just want to go on the record saying I agree with all this. I am just the messenger of the question, you guys. Yeah. Yeah. That's no, we, we love the dialogue. We live for it. Now, here's a real life <laughs> dilemma that I experienced the other day that I felt was, you know, morally wrong. I was at the park. I took my little girl to the park and it was a new park. I didn't know anyone else there. And I was starting to talk to some of the other moms and I felt like, oh, good. Poppy's getting along with some of the other kids and they're going down the slide together and things are good. Maybe I've developed some friends. We say bye. Maybe we'll see you at the park tomorrow again. I get in the car. I look down and my fly is unzipped and has (gasps) been unzipped the entire time. And I have bright pink underwear on (laughs) and no one said anything to me. And in that moment, I thought, well, I guess we can't be friends because Mm. they're the kind of people that don't tell strangers. They're not. I got you girls. Uh, That's tough. The children's park is a cutthroat place against mom against mom. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I, I mean, me. especially at a children's park, you don't want your fly down. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Maybe you they know, did think I had other intentions. No, I'm joking. It is hard. It is hard, though, because from the the person, it, it they you don't want to embarrass the other person. That's, and that's kind of what my feeling was with mm-hmm. that in the Incredicoaster line is right. you don't, you know, it's like. Uh, how would I feel if someone told me my fly was down? I'd be like, oh my God. And then I'd be embarrassed to be talking to that person. No, I'd be happy that they told me. See, I want them to tell me. Okay. So that's It's the you didn't tell me that bothers me more. Because Maria, you'd rather be walking around with an open fly, like potentially all day than someone just sort of whispering in your ear, like, hey, you know, what's, isn't there like a nice way to say it? Like X, Y, Z. XYZ, examine your zipper. Okay, that's interesting. See, I'm if afraid someone said that, XYZ, I would have no I idea. Yeah, you go, what? You just back what? up slowly no. and say, I gotta go. <laughs> XYZ. <laughs> what are you talking about? That's what we say in Florida. XYZ, examine your it makes zipper. Sense. It makes sense. <laughs> If anyone listening is from Florida and they have heard that and that is actually something that they say, will you write in and let us know? Because that's crazy. I've never heard that. That's amazing. Thank you. Our producer, (laughs) Melissa, has heard it. Thank you. Oh, you you. have, Mel? Oh, okay. Okay. I know I was saying that Pepper Sprout name earlier and now I really like that name. Like now I'm like, like, that's such a cute name for a little girl to call her Pepper Sprout. Well, Pepper's cute and then maybe Pepper Sprout's her nickname. I don't know. Yeah, I love that. I think that's that's so cute. <laughs> I feel like we're just about to start traveling in 2021 mm. again. Hopefully, knock on wood. But I feel like a lot of moral dilemmas revolve around traveling and airplanes. I don't know if you guys have kind of oh yeah gotten into those on the show. I'm sure you have. I think the big one is my husband and I travel a lot together. And when you buy flights last minute and then your seats are separated and then getting onto the plane and being like, hi can you please trade your seat so my husband and I can sit next to one another? I feel like there's always a moral dilemma for the one who's sitting in the seat of like, do I trade to let this couple sit next to each other? Or do I say, no, actually, I would like to keep my seat. Hmm. Is it middle for middle? Well, that's the thing. Like, I feel like if it's a middle for middle, but not every middle for middle has changed. Hmm. That's weird. If you're not giving up your middle for another middle, that doesn't make any sense. It doesn't. And I'm not talking about like if you're in an exit row. I'm saying like if it's five seats back or whatever and you don't want to just get up and just do it. It's not that big of a deal. 
Now, what if there's a baby in the other room? And as someone who has a baby, I understand people that don't want to sit next to babies. Like, I get it. It's tough. But what if Mm. it's a middle for a middle, but in the other row, it's a baby? I think there's also so many other factors. How long is this flight? If it's a two hour flight, I'm kind of okay switching. If we're flying across the country and it's, you know, 20 hours and it's next to a baby, that may be a different decision. Quite now, honestly. where are you going across the country that takes you 20 hours I don't to know. get to? South Africa. <laughs> How long is the flight to South Africa? Kayla, love, Kayla loves the connection I'm looking flight. It up right now. She loves connecting. <laughs> she, she's just I going love back and so much, forth I only over. connect. <laughs> Here's what I think. I think you've got a responsibility as the person asking to switch. I think you have to scope out the plane and you can't ask someone to switch with you if you know that the scenario for them is going to be worse than the scenario for you. So if you've got a baby back there, you don't tell that you, you, you can't do it. You need to know that what you're trading is fair and square. Yeah, but that's the thing is, I think for me, it's more comes down to cost. If the person is like a couple rows ahead of you and they paid to be toward the front of the plane, oh, then well, yeah. I th- it has to be cost like the same. Uh, yeah, the same price. Yeah. But the thing is, like you might have a baby who's really good. That person doesn't know who they're sitting next to. They could be sitting next right. to like a hacker and a coffer. And you're not yeah. going to know how that information until it's too late. So I think it's OK to ask. And I think if the person says no, we need to just not without judgment, just respect their decision. For the record, the flight to South Africa is 18 hours and 34 minutes. So is it not far straight? Off. That not is crazy. Yeah. I was just saying uh, because you had said across the country. So it sounded like you oh. were just going to New York, but <laughs> uh, you were okay. taking. So sorry, different- Maria. I'm in across the world. She'll get you. She'll get you. Anytime you say something wrong, this girl, she'll catch it. (laughs) Um, Would you guys turn down? Okay, if you were the one in the seat and you had a window seat and this cute couple comes up and asks you to move for a middle seat, would you do it? Absolutely not. not. You know what? Shame on them. Exactly. Now, now what if the couple was like pushing 80 and real cute and holding hands. I'd say take uh, off your masks because you're uh, not fooling anybody. Yeah. <laughs> um, hmm. if it depends on my mood, and but I, I think, oh, if I were feeling generous and it was a short flight, yeah, I probably would. I, I don't mind a middle, you know. I kind of keep, I keep compact anyway. I, I would, yeah, I would for the elderly couple, hands down, no problem. If it's a young like couple of YouTubers who are like 13, 14, maybe 16. Sorry, I'm like not doing it. I'm older than yeah, you. For, a, for <laughs> an elderly couple, I would. For an elderly couple, I would. Because their you, time you... together is limited. Yeah. Right. Okay. I have a more serious one. Are you guys ready okay. for it? Mm-hmm. Oh, Your man. best friend tells you that they have committed a crime. They explain that they're having trouble sleeping at night and feel that you are the only one that they can trust with their confession. A few days later, you read in the paper that someone has been arrested for your friend's crime. Uh, What do you do? Do you go to the police and tell them what you know? Do you encourage your friend to confess and warn them that if they don't, you'll tell? Or do you just say nothing because you don't want to betray your friend's confidence? We, I, I believe, Maria, correct me if I'm wrong. I believe we've done this dilemma. Okay. Yeah, we, I think we did it with Luca Jones, I think. And? I'm you've just made me an accessory. You've just made me an accessory. And so I would say I would give my friend every opportunity to go to the police. And I'd say you've got, you know, the next five hours to go to the police. If you don't, I'm so sorry, but I have to I have to go and tell you them what you told me. 
Mm, yeah, I'd be angry, but this is when you got to be really quick to plug your ears. If someone's trying to confess <laughs> a crime to you, you just if you can't just run out of the room and close the door. Yes, because you don't want to be put into this horrible situation. And now I think, though, this it, what's interesting about this situation is if you change it from friend to, say, son or daughter mm. or spouse, even <sighs> yeah. right? or partner, you know, then it gets a little bit trickier because you're it's one thing like, you know, you're going to protect your life and the life of like your family, right? Over a friend, probably. Um, maybe not if, you know, you owed them money or something. But um, but if uh, it's like, you know, a family member, it gets a little bit trickier because then you're, you know, it's just a little bit different. Right. Yep. That does change it. very true. That changes I it. I know, but, but you know what the complicating factor really is, is that there's someone else who's taking the fall and there's just right. no situation where that's okay. So right. I would, of course, this is a loophole, but I would consider maybe leaving some sort of anonymous note to the detective that's like not sort of incriminating your friend, but also like giving evidence that that person's off the hook. But then that gets really complicated and it is a loophole, which we try not to allow on the big ones. Mm. Yeah. That definitely gets complicated. Okay, well then do you guys, here's a here's sim- a simple, I've got the easy moral dilemmas. Kayla's coming in with the hard stuff. <laughs> <laughs> Would you tell your partner if you watched the series finale of a show without them? If this was a show that you had watched every episode together and they were like, oh my gosh, something came up or like my flight got delayed or I have this work thing or it's my, I have to be somewhere else and I can't miss like the series finale of like, Game of Thrones or something crazy where you know if you don't watch it, you're going to have to hide away from society for like a full day until they're ready to watch it with you. Would you secretly watch it without them and then just not tell them? Would you just be like, I'm sorry, I got to watch it? I would need to get their permission before I watched it. I couldn't live with the guilt. I really, I'm like the most guilty person. I'm the most guilty person (laughs) in the world. (laughs) I'm guilt ridden. And I would not be able to enjoy it if I knew the entire time that I was doing something that was going to potentially hurt someone else's feelings or like feel like I went behind their back. So I just couldn't do it. I just wouldn't be able to do it. I'd have to just get it out of my mind and just say, look, I've got to I've got to watch something else. Mm hmm. What do you mean? Like a different show? Yeah, a different show, maybe a movie or, you know, Amanda, (laughs) maybe even listen to a podcast. (laughs) See, this one's easy for me because every time Tanner and I are like, oh, we just allow each other to watch it. And then we agree we'll watch it again with them. And it's kind of fun because there is an element of knowing what's going to happen and like kind of wanting to watch the reaction. So Mm -hmm. it kind of makes the experience a little bit more enjoyable sometimes. Um, But we are always, there's a Netflix docu-series that we've been watching and he was away at work and finished it. And I was like, oh my God, you finished it. Okay. Okay. And so now he's rewatching it with me and he knows what's going to happen. And so it's kind of like a different form of enjoyment. I don't know. So I think maybe that would be our scenario. That's a health. That seems healthy. That is not how I, I interact with my husband. I am (laughs) like both of us. It's like, no, no, no. It's like delete all social media apps off of your phone (laughs) until we can watch it together. Um, I'll be mad at you if you even like look at the internet and you get a spoiler like that. If you get a spoiler that full on tamps my enjoyment of the whole process. Like I need us to be like in it together experiencing it at the same time um so that being said i would try not to watch the show but i 
because it's also kind of fun dodging spoilers. Like it is sort of a there's a thrill to it. Uh, <laughs> but I, if I did watch it, I would probably consider that a white lie to pretend that I hadn't watched it. Mm. Right. Yeah. No, my uh, my husband and I, when we were first dating, Game of Thrones had just started. And so I watched season one and told him, you have to watch it. It's so good. He got into it. He watched it obsessively. We would watch it together. So excited. And remember, there was a very big gap between each season. So season two came out like a year or in some change after season one. Well, my husband knew someone at HBO who let him like watch the first episode of wow. the second season. Okay. And uh, when he told me that, like I legitimately started to cry and was like, I don't think you understand like what television means to me. And I'm going to have to get off the phone now and really think about like where we're going in our relationship. Because yeah. this is a big, this is a big hurt for me. And I just was like in a hotel room crying. Being like, he doesn't get it. <laughs> I he do gets get it, it now. It's a yeah. shared, it's a, it's a shared experience. Oh, yes. No, the passion, the passion. We're going to take a quick break. We'll be right back in just a minute. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare tri-term medical plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare tri-term medical plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more, with Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. We're back. Coming into 2021, uh, do you are you hoping for some lighter moral dilemmas? I feel like when we when we did your podcast, it was earlier this year, but I think we were still coming off of 2020, where moral dilemmas were really heavy. It was mm-hmm. do uh, you know? It was whether or not people were going to continue to have their weddings. It was oh, yeah, um, right. moral dilemmas of like, you know, do I risk, you know every like my family's life to go to this family reunion and give grandma a hug you know it was just it just felt 
every decision felt so weighted. Mm-hmm. And I was thinking about it even this morning of just, I, we went on a road trip last summer and because being in LA, we just wanted to like bring our kids and get out a little bit. So we found different Airbnbs that were little, literally in the middle of nowhere. And uh, we just so happened, one of our Airbnbs, uh, we were outside and there were neighbors not too far away and they waved and we waved. And from a distance, we all like, you know, had a nice chat of like, how long are you staying? How long are you staying? And, and, um, and this woman who was so sweet was like, oh my gosh, we've actually rented that house before. We rented it uh, last summer and we just enjoyed it so much. And we're like, oh, that's so funny. She said, yes. So I actually left something in the house. And is it crazy if I go see if it's still there? And we were like, oh, like that. No. And we'd been chatting with them for a while and saw that they had kids running around. And she's like, yeah, it's just we had all this stuff there. Can I come in and just check it out? And we were put in such an awkward position. We're like, yeah, of course. Come on in and take a look in the kitchen cabinet. And then we realized we found ourselves like in this kitchen with someone we didn't know during a global pandemic with them not having a mask on. We had we grabbed our masks and we were just standing there like, what did we just do? Like we were trying to be nice and polite with this moral dilemma of like, do we go like, no, stay away? Like, or do we or like a sense of humanity of like, come in, check the kitchen. Like it was just the most. And I just was thinking about that this morning and what a different world we were living in last year um, where a moral dilemma was letting someone check the kitchen cabinetry to see if they had like left an old kitchen scrubber there was also in line with like, oh, my God, did we just put our family at risk right. for their health? by letting them do that. Um, Did you guys find yourselves and a lot of those kind of um, now looking back moral dilemmas where you're like, wow, that was that was intense for something that I never would have thought would have been an intense moment of decision making? Well, Amanda knows that I had a pretty big one just the other day uh, with a pizza delivery man. (laughs) Please explain. It was Amanda thought I spiraled. she thought she thought it was a downward spiral how I how I reacted. But basically, what happened was I ordered a pizza and pizza delivery man came. And before they came, my brother and my brother, my boyfriend usually grabs the pizza when they come. But for this time, he was doing something and I was going to grab the pizza. But my mask was in the car. So I was like, oh, should I go get my mask? And he was like, no, they usually this pizza place. They usually literally just hand it to you and go away. And they're always masked. And I'm like, "Okay, then I'll just put my sweatshirt up over my mouth and I'll grab the pizza and I'll go. They've already been tipped everything. So the pizza man comes and he starts walking toward me. I don't have a mask on. He's got his mask under his nose. And so I'm thinking, oh, he's getting closer. He's getting closer. I'm just going to grab it. I'm going to say thank you. I'm going to go. And he stops directly in front of me like two feet feet not even like a foot away and is holding the pizza and goes you know I used to live in San Diego and starts a full-on conversation with me he goes I used to live in San Diego and I really miss it man I really miss it and starts to have like this heart to heart with me and I can't I don't have a mask on and I'm freaking out and I literally go okay yeah no, no no thank you and I turn around and go back inside I come in and I lose my appetite completely and I literally look at my boyfriend I'm like I just did the most horrible thing the pizza delivery man was trying to open up to me (laughs) and I literally walked away from him I walked away so I'm I I put the pizza down I'm not eating I'm like I can't do this I start texting Amanda I'm like I can't believe I just did this I was just so rude 
So my boyfriend's like, look, why don't you just call the pizza place if this is you're that? Because he was thinking I was like freaking out about it. I was having a full on anxiety attack about it. So I wrote up an entire apology like monologue and I called the pizza place and I was like, hey, um, I just got a pizza deliver- delivered. I-, I was wondering if the delivery guy's there. She's like, oh, no, he's not. And I went into this thing and I was like, I just want to say that he started talking about San Diego and I wanted to hear him out. And I apologize so much. I didn't have a mask on and I panicked and I and she was like, oh, my God. Yeah, I'm sure it's fine. I'm sure he doesn't. He, he But thank you so much. It was, I've never spiraled like that before. I felt horrible. It's tough. Yeah. And I told Maria, like, you know, I was like, did you tip him? And she's like, yeah. And I'm like, okay, I, he does not give a crap. I guarantee you this <laughs> guy he is fine. Up, like in a time yeah. when, when personal connection is so rare where no one can do that. It's like, he was literally going like, if it would have just been like, Hey, enjoy your pizza. But it was like, hey, I used to live in this place and I really miss it. Yeah, but if you want to open up and connect with someone, you got to have your mask over your nose, buddy. Sorry. Like, you know, so. So but anyway, I think that we're all also just like exhausted with having to make so many little everything is life or death, like you were saying, Candace. So it's like this maybe Maria, you were just experiencing like fatigue and it was the culmination of something. Yeah, it was also I started thinking like this guy lived his entire life and had these experiences and then I brushed them off like he was nothing. Like what makes me better than him? I think you're spiraling. <laughs> I honestly, <laughs> I think you're spiraling. Maria, I'm with you. Maria, I Thank you. I'm right there with you. I would have done the I I feel everything you're feeling right okay, now and okay. I I totally get it. We're like I yearn so much to show the people that I'm crossing paths with in the world that like, hey, we're all still here and we all yeah. matter and we like and you exist and like and we don't we haven't seen each other in so long. And, and just that sense of like humanity um, and togetherness that I guess I've just been like desperately craving. So I would have totally spiraled out being like the, he needed to share why he missed San Diego so much. And he I just know. needed someone to listen to him. And it's so hard it's so hard right now and i'm wondering like as a society will that get easier and when will it get easier yeah i think it'll get easier i think it will get easier as we go <laughs> i mean i i Kayla also and amanda like, are just like no get over it guys <laughs> i know if you guys could see kayla and amanda's faces they are so just Puzzled. blown away <laughs> at candace and i's reaction to that i mean they're just confused I think it's lovely and I think it truly is um an example of the kind of humans that you both are Amanda and I on the other hand we're little devils <laughs> no but I I genuinely think that that is what a lot of people are experiencing so and I think that's what's hard is our interactions are so few and far between that we don't uh, it's easy to spiral afterwards yeah. like we would always spiral a little bit Candace and I would talk about this all the time on the podcast after a night out we would oh, call yeah. each other text each other like hey did I handle that situation well was this and that that's when we were regularly going out and seeing people and used right. to social interactions. Now, you know, since the pandemic, it's been a year where everyone's at home. We aren't seeing people. So I can really understand how easy it is to spiral with one, you know, 30 second interaction with the pizza guy. Any interaction I have with people is there's such a guilt that comes after it because I it's so few and far between that you do think like, did I put, did I make this person feel bad? Did I did, like anything is like, because I have such few interactions, I don't want to do anything that's going to make anyone feel bad. You know what I mean? 
I've heard a lot of people sort of expressing that uh, social guilt, uh, like a lot of people are dealing with that. And I think there's a lot of people having social anxiety right now, even just seeing people on Instagram, like out and about and socializing. And um, I think it's giving people a lot of complicated feelings because we have all been so cooped up mm-hmm. and it's going to be a, it's going to be a transition. I'm already anticipating it, like having to go out and my first time really like socializing with people I'm not super comfortable around. I've already braced myself, but I think we also have to go easy on ourselves. And like, if you do say something weird, like to me, I'm just like, if I offended someone and they tell me like, I'll own it in a second. And like, I never want to hurt anyone's feelings, but unless it was really bad, then of course I'll like apologize. But otherwise, like I'm not trying to like project onto things I said, like that they're more important to people than they are. Right. So that's important for all of us to remember and our listeners that when we are in these situations, because they will come up to give ourselves grace, to give other people grace, to understand that this is all a process. This is a new world that we're learning to live in and there is no rule book. And so just to do your best to morally and ethically do your best and then let it go if it doesn't go exactly. So let it go. Maria, it's it's okay. No, I and think and I do need to learn that. I really do need to learn that. And it is like a you know, it's a very selfish thing to think you're affecting people as much as you are. And that's kind of what Amanda said to me. It's like, you need to know people aren't thinking about you like 24 hours a day. Like this isn't, you know, people are out living their lives. Like you just come in and out of it. That doesn't, you know, you're not that important where you say this one thing and their whole world collapses. It's funny. My husband and I say that to each other all the time. Whenever we find each other in like that spiral zone, we're always like, no one thinks about you as much yeah. as you think about you. And that's, yeah, Jen, yeah. that's our saying that we say all the time. And it's so true. So I yeah. don't know. There you go. I'm going to pass that on to you. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. It was a good experience to have, actually, because it really was like rock bottom in like how I was interacting with people where it was like, whoa, 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 whoa. I've become something within this past year that's really I don't recognize. Yeah, it's interesting with podcasting, too, because that's kept us, you know, fresh a little bit. But also we're able to edit what we say. Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. That's a big thing, too. Yeah. Well, um, I do know that. Later tonight, probably around 1 a.m., I'm going to be wondering why the pizza guy misses San Diego so much. I will still be thinking <laughs> know, about it. <laughs> it really affected him. I need to know why. <laughs> why? Why? Was it the pizza in San Diego? Was it a long yeah. lost love? I don't know. We'll uh, never know. <laughs> um, well, we have enjoyed having you guys on so much. Um, again, we loved being on uh, your podcast on the big one. And uh, we will make sure that we have a link for that episode in our show notes as well. Maria, Amanda, where can our listeners find you to follow up with your moral dilemmas? And on social media and all that stuff. That's my fancy segue. Well, they can follow the big ones at uh, the big ones pod on Twitter. And um, starting this summer, we're actually doing a special summer series um, that people can look forward to. It's going to be a little it's going to be fun. We don't want to spoil too much, but it's going to be a fun thing that we're going to be doing June and July. Uh, And then uh, they can follow me at um, M underscore Blasucci on uh, Twitter and Instagram. And I'm at Amanda Funbuns. So check it out. <laughs> we love you guys. Thank you so much for joining us. This was such a fun episode. Thanks, Thanks guys. Candace and Kayla. This was lovely. It's the octopus movie. Oh, you knew it's called the octopus teacher. It is so good. I didn't know it was that obvious. 
I thought of it. <laughs> it's just, I mean, we're this episode is coming out a couple weeks later, but the Oscars were last night, and that's right, right when I turned them on for a minute. Like, look, I understand everyone loves it. It's this guy. I get that there's you a romance don't to it that I'm, I don't understand. <laughs> Let's be honest. I don't understand. You don't. You no, don't get I'm it. I'm like, I, I tried you watching watch it? it twice. Twice. I tried watching it. Can I ask how long you got you watched it for? Halfway. Over halfway. Oh, wow. Yeah. And then wow. I just was like, Ugh, can, like, I don't know if it was the place where I was at personally where I was like, well, where where's your kids? Like, why don't you go hang out with your kids? I get that you created a beautiful piece of art. Like, I also don't want to like, I, and I, as someone who has like children in a family, I also think it's important to have my own life outside of that and work outside of that. So I totally get all of this. I just, I, I just, the octopus did not speak to me. I did not make friends with the octopus. Can I just say, can I just say, for those who are going to watch this and don't want spoilers, uh, pause it and cover or cover your ears. Um, the whole beauty of the, it comes full circle where he then ends up going down and teaches his son how to do it. And this is how they bond and spend time together. And it's their escape from the world. And it's really beautiful at the end. So yes, he struggles. He takes himself away from his family to figure himself out. But then once he does, he's able to wholeheartedly be there and be himself and like teach his son. It really is beautiful. Okay. That's cute. I just, maybe I was, yeah, I just, <laughs> you know what? Some things just don't speak to people. And that's why we all have preferences. It was just a lot of slow moving octopus filmmaking. <laughs> I will give you that. I will give you that. But I, man, we we just, I loved every minute of it. I'm not and part of me is like, how do you know it's the same octopus? You do. You just know. You just do know. We? Mm-hmm. Do we? Do we? Because we're all interconnected and we're all one. <laughs> um, okay, wait. Your movie is for sure How to Lose a Guy in 10 Days. Oh, you got it's it. Such you a good movie. It. And I Cinematic just, genius. I mean, every time I hear the song You're So Vain, it makes me think of this movie. I know. What's funny, though, is rewatching it now. I'm like, I just remember watching it when I was like a teenager being like, wow, yeah, that's love. Like they like really <laughs> fell in love. <laughs> like it was 10 days, 10, <laughs> yeah. not even two weeks, like 10 days. And just the whole absurdity of like, you have to have this magazine article written and then like he has to like as if his boss would be like okay yeah if you can get that chick over there to fall in love with you i'll give you this huge right. diamond account like it's right. like the absurdity and like the <laughs> sexism and just like the inappropriate right. yeah not about the but, sexism um, but that that is what 90s rom-coms were you just kind of went I with know. it and you just I believed know. you were in the world and you knew it was a little bit fantastical but you went with it anyways and you were escaped for a while sometimes i miss that i really do so maybe i need to rewatch that no it was just it was it was just nice like brain candy for a little bit and then yeah. i'm also like such a uber super katherine hahn fan that like i just like she's just my, my favorite in that movie. Yeah. She just makes me laugh every time she's on screen. I know. The way she can deliver anything. So, um, yeah, it, you know, it was a nice, like, delight. Uh, but what a moral dilemma. Like, do you keep uh, <laughs> keep driving this magical Ma- Matthew McConaughey away with your matching Burberry outfits or tell him I love you? <laughs> Go frost yourself. Oh, Mel. Mel just typed into the chat, go frost yourself. That's That was the slogan yes. that they came up with. Oh my gosh, we have to rewatch this. Candace, I'm coming over and we're going to rewatch this. 
Okay. Perfect. Let's do it. Okay. Let's do it. We were so delighted to have Amanda and Maria on this episode. Again, we were on their podcast called The Big Ones, and we will include that link in our show notes as well as their Erios co-founder, Priyanka Matu, who joined us on our podcast talking all about their podcast network, Erios. We will include that episode link in our show notes. Thank you guys so much for joining us today. We will have an all new episode of Directionally Challenged waiting for you next week. Directionally Challenged is a production of Pineapple Productions. Producer, Melissa DeMonts. Edited by Katrina Henning. Post-production sound by Chris Henry. Music by Joe King. And advertising partnership with Acast.